All right. We have something for you here for you to listen to. Um, the linchpin of this is the great George Gamark, the legendary disc jockey. Not too long ago, he went to an estate sale. That's some weird-ass music. This? What is this? It's trapeze. Okay. You never heard this song? Uh-uh. Anyway, they rocked. Anyway, he went to an estate sale not too long ago and found a bunch of tapes, a bunch of old radio tapes of Dallas radio from the 60s and 70s and 80s and all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's just a treasure treasure trove of stuff. Robert Wolonsky has been putting these up on the infranet in recent weeks. And uh, he had one not too long ago of Cliff in the 70s, which I think you boys should hear sometime if you haven't already. This guy just randomly had this stuff? Yeah, I think he used to be a radio engineer. Okay. And he just had this stuff. Robert put something else up, though, that I honestly did not believe we would ever hear again for the simple reason that I didn't think any of this existed because even at its in its time, this was pretty eclectic stuff that didn't have a whole lot of listeners. And if you listen really? to this, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought that that all of you guys that were 17 to 25 or 30, this was it. Well, it was for me, but I don't think that there were just a ton of them. Okay. Because it never did anything ratings-wise. I'm sure the ratings game was quite a bit different back then. But we're talking about the FM station KNUS, KNUS. Now, those of you who have been around for a little while might remember KNUS. As a more top 40 station, which did very, very well for a long period of time. It's, it's K-Love now. Mm-hmm. 98.7 K-Love. But in its first incarnation, it was K-News and it was playing underground music for hippies. It was, um, at a time when a lot of stations had FM signals, but they either didn't do anything with them or if they did, they played Horst Jankowski and things like that over and over again. Right. It was soft music, they called it. Soft. And soft they, rock. They, the FM signals were no good. They didn't realize what a gold mine they were sitting on, especially 98.7. 98.7. But anyway, the guys at Cliff, as um, the... Summer of Love came in and music started to change a little bit. They started trying to work some of the stuff into the Cliff Top 40 format. And then finally, they talked the powers that be to giving them their FM station and letting them play this type of music over there. And this has been parodied over the years as being real stoner stuff, helmed by a DJ who was so stoned he could barely sit up straight and couldn't remember what he had just played. And that's not all that far from the truth. Fire out! As you're about to see here. Now, you have listened to this stuff. What were your impressions of it? Um, yeah, you can lower his stuff over there. I got um, this over yeah. here on, pur- on, on purple. 
Why do I have purple today? Purple. Um. Anyway, uh, when I first heard this stuff, I was because look, I'm I made fun of up here, especially by Cat for not appreciating radio or not knowing the business of radio. That all I know is the ticket. But I love this stuff. And I'm fascinated by that era more than anything else, and especially hearing you tell stories about the station and never hearing it before. I, I, it's kind of like what you described. I thought this would be just really hippy-dippy stuff and really, you're mm-hmm. talking about like fourth, fifth level type songs that you know were buried on, on popular records. Mm-hmm. But hearing it was, it was an eye-opener because clearly they knew what they were doing and even though it was pretty hippy-dippy, it was mm-hmm. awesome to hear. Yeah. Now, the music format for this station was pretty much anything goes. I mean, if it was a... There there, there was no consideration given to how popular a song might be, what genre it might be, or anything like that. I mean, you might hear something really crazy and hard-driving, some Johnny Winter on one minute, and then then they follow that with Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands the next, you know? So I put a little montage together of the music that was played in this 30-minute clip, which was bisected by about five minutes of news and a couple of commercials. But I think this gives you a pretty good sampling of, of the type of stuff that was heard on there, and I don't even know what a couple of these are. I've never in my life heard of the bands before. Never. Yeah. So this is just a little montage, and you can uh, tell us what all this stuff is, Michael. What is this? This is South California Purples by the Chicago Transit Authority, which you know today is Chicago. This is Chicago? This is Chicago. Well, you know this. Heck yeah, you do. Yeah. So they follow up that Chicago song. Was Chicago pretty underground back then? Their first album was played on underground stations. I mean, they were viewed as cool back then. Unbelievable. So they roll the stones. And then they roll Creedence cover of Bo Diddley. Wow. A million dollars, Danny, if you know this song. Uh, it's by the Yardbirds? No. Okay. Did you know this song? No. You didn't? I did not. What is it? That's how deep they go. He didn't even know the song. Does anybody know? It's a song called Catfish from Rory Gallagher's Taste. Wow. Rory Gallagher? You ever heard that name before? Oh, yeah, of course. Guitar great. Yeah. So that's just a smattering of what we heard in that 30 God, I would set. listen to this. Wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. It was great stuff, man. This is nothing more than pot music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. It's late night music. All right, we're rolling now. So, and then they said, I, you know, I was reading the article that Walonsky wrote, and, and they would think nothing of, of going from Rory Gallagher's Catfish into a Mozart song. That's about the size of it. Like I say, there was no regard given to things having to sound a certain way, or does it fit the format? Um, you know, if you want to bend some genres, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, re- it really was, or it seemed to be anyway, p- 
Anything Goes Radio. Okay, so make sense of this. So this is 1970, all right? And this is underground radio. I get that. But what is going on here? I don't even understand this. This is how the whole thing starts. This is like the open to this guy's show. And what's his name? Joe Reed? Yeah, Joe Reed is the guy's name. And I don't know anything about him or have any idea who that is. But do you remember him? No, I don't. You don't remember him being one of the DJs? Most of these, most of the time, the DJs on this station just went by one name. Like, well, that, and like you'd have Spencer. <laughs> And that's Carson. And that's what you'll hear here. He introduces himself as a guy followed by one other, I know, a guy with one name. Okay, so here's the open. Jimi Hendrix, Band of Gypsies with Buddy Miles and Billy Cox. I am Joe. Tim's in at six. Switchboard is people with something to give. Phone 352-9749 and give something of yourself. Okay, so that I don't, what was that? What was he even talking about? He wants you to call to in. call in and, yeah. and give something to the uh, switchboard. Yeah, switchboard was kind of a community service hotline. You know, like if you had something that you could do for somebody, then you know God. it was kind of like that. All right, so here's the first advertisement that we hear. When it comes to auto stereo, those in the know choose Craig. Make it a Craig Christmas. Tapes Incorporated also has the very latest in eight-track tapes and stereo albums. See them at Tapes Incorporated, 1018 East Irving Boulevard at Nursery, behind the Texaco station in Irving. And by the way, they're using the Grateful Dead's Box, box of, of rain. rain without their permission. I was getting ready to say, were there any laws back then governing things like this? None you could whatsoever. Just throw, I mean, you know what? For uh, my product, I'll use Box of Rain, a really popular you song from the dead. Oh, my God. Off. Bob Weir would be jumping up your throat. Okay, this is back to programming. So you're back to whatever they do. That was a one, one little, um, I don't know, 30-second commercial. Now this. That's And now this hour's business brief. I don't know what this is. Hang on. John Lennon on KNUS, soon to be the most powerful station in the great Southwest. 98.7. You won't have any trouble finding us because we'll be everywhere. All right, now wow. there, there. <laughs> That's creepy. They had just, well, they had just been told and just learned that they were going to be able to go 100,000 watts. Really? Yeah. That's big news. Yeah, it was big news. Okay, so we heard something there. I'll be glad when we can go 10,000 watts. We heard something there that sounded very familiar. When I heard that this morning for the first time driving around, I thought of you instantly. So listen again. Have any trouble finding us? Because we'll be everywhere. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Southwest. Yeah, yeah, right there. 98.7. To be the most powerful station in the great Southwest. The great the Southwest. The great Southwest. Now, that is something that I've only heard you say before. Really? Yes. Yeah. I've never heard anybody use that term. And I'm wondering if that's where you got that. In the great Southwest. Actually, it was quite common. Was it really? Yeah. 
A lot of people used to refer to the Great Southwest back in the day. No, I didn't. I've never heard that until you brought that. I'm up. shocked that you never heard that. I don't think it was very common for around here. Yeah, maybe not. So they do all these songs that we play. They do these crazy weird opens, and there were all kinds of weird commercials. You know, there was one for John's jeans. Mm-hmm. I remember John's jeans. John's jeans, which was in Old Town, right? Yes. Which, I, I can't, what was Old Town like? And Old Town, and for those who don't know, it's Greenville and Lovers, that whole strip center there, shopping um, center. Not like it is now. It was new, and it was it was about to become very, very happening in a few years. Okay. So then they go to news, and I'm so glad this was in here mm-hmm. from Joe. So they go right from a song into news. U.S. Dallas. News under the hour. And it's 2.30 in Dallas. Federal narcotics agents seized between $21 and $23 million worth of heroin today in one of the largest drug shipments ever intercepted. You lead with the big drug raid. Yeah. <laughs> Just to bum, every, bum your audience out. Oh, oh man. man. Where's the heroin going to come from? Four persons, hey, including man. one woman and three Argentine nationals, have been arrested for smuggling. Archaics officials believe that the shipment, which arrived in Miami Beach, wrapped in Christmas paper aboard a chartered jetliner, originated in South America, possibly Buenos Aires. The agents refused to say how they knew that that shipment, about 208 pounds, was en route to the States. Four suspects were arrested while transferring it, uh, the packages of heroin, into a car. So casual. Oh, the, uh, the old packages of heroin. Okay, so it's time to move on to the next story, but then he kind of loses his place. Saturday was a busy day for two huge raids by federal agents who have been working undercover for the past several weeks. One raid was nationwide. It's believed to have been the target raid on an organized gaming, with 27 persons being arrested. A coordinated effort involved agents and sports betting operations in 26 cities. In Miami, the federal narcotics agent... Okay, remember the heroin story yeah, that, he, that he led with that was the first story? So he wraps the heroin story up. He goes into a, a sports betting story, and then... Yeah, another bust. Yeah, and then this. A coordinated effort involved agents and sports betting operations in 26 cities. In Miami, the federal narcotics agents intercepted one of the largest drug shipments in history. The one we just told you about, between 21 and $23 million worth of heroin. <laughs> he forgot! He forgot he did it! <laughs> the one we just told you about. He just did it, man! This guy is the opposite of Joe Long. Oh, God, is he ever... I mean, can you imagine Joe Long reporting this story? It would be strident and in your face, and Miami officials have reported the largest shipment of heroin. Not hey, this guy's, hey, man, I, oh, I forgot I already did this story like 18 <laughs> seconds ago. I, I, just think, I just think it's very possible Joe Long was right down the hall. Oh, do you no think doubt. that Joe Long, if he ever, someone oh. like told him, like, Joe, you need to listen to K News on 98.7 and tell us what you think of that. You'll get a big kick out of it. And then he listened to it and he's driving around in his car like, oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> either dying laughing or just so disgusted oh, by it like all. Oh, yeah, but it was disgusted by the where this is all headed. Yeah, the future of the, the, yes. the business is not in good hands. Queen Elizabeth has acted to try to end a six-day-old British electrical worker. Here's what's weird. is He's got a Queen Elizabeth story. <laughs> There's still Queen Elizabeth stories going on, you yeah. know? slowdown has been blacking out parts of the island nation since December. The Queen proclaimed a state of national emergency earlier today, giving the government full authority to call out the troops to end the labor showdown if necessary. Power workers have been causing blackouts throughout Britain.
to support their demands for a 30% pay increase. The U.S. and Soviet delegations to the... <laughs> just like, I just picture him over just kind of crushing out half of a joint yes, into an ashtray. Yes, and just taking his time. Oh, yeah. like, I mean, what? that's like a five-second or seven-second pause. Which back then was unexcusable. Yeah, now it gets replayed a thousand times. Yes. But, but back then... The U.S. and Soviet God. delegations to those Beautiful. strategic arms limitations talks are still Okay, trying. so at the end, they go right into an advertisement for uh, the new Doors album. Now, this is before Morrison was dead. Yeah. This is early 1970. 13. The Doors. Hang on. The Unknown Soldier. Oh, whoa, whoa. God, what are you doing? Commercial. The Crystal Ship. It's September 26th. The president said that he's trying to use Boy, the, the immense moral authority of his office of to end time. the violence and promote justice in America. Quickly. Roadhouse Blues. Touch me. Hello, I love you. We'll need the touch. The crystal ship. Touch me. Backdoor man. <laughs> People are strange. You're lost, little girl. This is awesome. Love me two times. Moonlight Drive. The Unknown Soldier. Wild Child. Land Ho. Light My Fire. Thirteen. The Doors. A new Electra album of thirteen classic door songs. No time to hesitate is through. No time to wallow in the mire. Try now we get Hang on, we get a price for this now. And that album is now available at Soundtown for only two thirty nine. Gain was what two thirty nine. Where was it available? It's Soundtown. Sound. Oh what is it? Soundtown. Oh Soundtown. Where was yeah. that? Um think it was in uh, maybe Preston Center. Okay. It's awesome to That's listen incredible. to. I'm going I'm to go ahead and tweet this thing out. You can listen to the whole thing. And I do recommend listening to all the music all the way through because it is yeah, a trip. You, need, you, need, you really need context right. to, to get the full effect. And you need to fight through all eight minutes of catfish. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it, damn it. How about a little deserted cities of the heart all year, too? Yeah, for sure. Like that? Yeah. All right, there you go. That's the way it used to be when Dallas rocked.